something that happened. But I heard this testimony in our prayer meeting in the morning, and uh, I started talking to the people. I said, we really need to be careful. Because in this church, we've seen so many miracles. It's constant. If we're not careful, we take it for granted. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. We don't want to get there. That's a dangerous place to be. It's like seeing the bread being multiplied. And the disciples, they, didn't, they, they, were, they saw but didn't understand. And they were not really thinking about it. And I'm telling God, please, I don't want to get there. I don't want to be in that place where I take what God is doing divinely as if it's just something that's happening. And hearing of that uh, miracle reminded me, by the grace of God, I've seen a lot. I forget. I, I don't remember them. I just don't think on them. I just forget them. But I really need to reflect on them. You remember the scripture says, remember, remember, don't forget. Remember, not for us, but what God's doing. Uh, it's an incredible thing what God's doing. I'm always uh, excited to hear what God's doing through the rest of them. I'm praying, but I don't know what else is happening. I basically forget what God's doing when I'm praying with people. And then just a blessing just to hear uh, these testimonies uh, come on. The good thing for me is it's not pastor that is doing it. Amen? Can I hear an amen? If you think it's this pastor, we got to call pastor. No, it's the body of Christ. And we can do it. We can do it together. And uh, there's, there's no problem that God cannot solve. There is no sickness that he cannot heal. Um, we don't have to be afraid of any of these things. God can heal cancer instantly. Uh, God can heal blind eyes. Uh, I've seen blind eyes open before, and I'm still looking for more. Uh, I'm looking to raise the dead. Amen? If I try and it didn't happen once, I may lose a few members. <laughs> this pastor's lost his mind. He's praying for the dead. And you try again, you lose a few more if nothing happens. But uh, you try another time, maybe the seventh time, and the person is raised, all of them that have left will come back. <laughs> I guess you don't worry about trying. Okay? They all come back. But I'm so glad that God's doing that uh, here. Uh, tonight, I want to continue with uh, the ministries and gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, stand up. Can you help me, Teresa? Yes. <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. If you're visiting here tonight, we're glad to have you. Thank you for coming to be with us. The gifts of the Spirit. Now, I've shared here before that we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And um, I hear myself and I hear you every time we're praying. You hear God, God, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's, it's, you rarely hear people address the Holy Spirit. But if you read through the book of Acts, you'll see the disciples talking about 
the Holy Spirit telling me this. The Holy Spirit said, separate from me uh, Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to. And they were about to go into a place and the Holy Spirit says no. So it was all about the Holy Spirit. Just like I said in the beginning, God the Father was in charge. And all you hear in the Old Testament, God, 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 God. And then for 33 years it was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then before Jesus left, he said, I'm going away, but I'll send you another comforter who is going to take my place. When the disciples had questions, when Jesus were, was here, they went to him. And he answered, and I often say this, ask God questions. He will answer you. You know why I know he will answer you? There was no time in the scripture people asked Jesus a question and he didn't answer. He, he always answered them. Whether they were trying to trap him, he answered. It didn't matter what it was. You ask a question, if it's really coming from your heart, God's going to answer you. That's the, it's not about me. It's about his nature, his faithfulness. That's who he is. I can see it. It's called the way of the Lord. You can see the pattern in the scripture so you learn the way of the Lord. If you ask a question, you really want an answer, he's going to answer you. And when he answers you, you'll know you've heard the answer. There's no doubt about it. It's all about faith and believing uh, the word of God. So, the Holy Spirit has a lot to do with us. Jesus said, there are many things I want to share with you, but you cannot bear them now. You can't handle them. But when he, the Spirit of God, is come, he will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is here, and he's guiding us today, and he's speaking to us because Jesus said he will not speak of himself, from himself, he, uh, of his own authority. He, whatever he hears, that's what he's going to communicate to you. So the way the Spirit guides us is through communicating with us one way or the other and guiding us into truth. Now let me say this. The, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is right here with us. And the gifts also. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are here, here with us as well. You know, the Bible tells us, I hear us talking a lot about the fruit of the Spirit. What about the fruit of the Spirit? Very important. We want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, and then we just speak. It just comes out of our mouth. We want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. But you know, the fruit of the Spirit, that's in Galatians chapter 5, beginning from verse 16 through 23. That's all that the Scripture has to say about the fruit of the Spirit. That we talk a lot about. But the gifts of the Spirit, that's three chapters. Not just a few verses. Three chapters. Beginning from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and then chapter 13, and then chapter 14. All of those chapters talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, why? I believe the gifts are as important as the fruits. The fruit of the, fruit of the Spirit, they're very important. And we talk a lot about the fruit. But what about the gifts? What about the gifts? The gifts are also very important. Let me say this to you. When God say, gives the gift to the church, or gifts to the church, it's not optional. The gifts are not optional. 
It's not, I'll take it, or if I don't want it, I'll just let it go. No, that's not how God works. It's not optional. The gifts are for us. It's not take it or leave it. No, the gifts, just like you can't say the fruits of the Spirit, well, I don't like that. No, you can't say that. Well, I, I, I like the love part, but you know the patience part, uh, that's for, for John over there. That is not optional. If the fruits are not optional, certainly the gifts are not optional. Because God tells us about the gifts. And he says it's for every one of you. Just like the fruit. But because we are not taught, we tend to think, well, I, I, don't, think, I, I don't worry about that. I just want to serve Jesus. No, no. Serving Jesus includes the gifts. And that's part of serving Jesus. I just want to worship God. I'll let the rest of them worry about the gifts. No. The letter was written to you. It's part, it's part of worshiping God. And so we really need to think about it. It's not optional. It is not optional. Now, I want to go ahead and start about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, talking about it. Pastor Wendy is teaching that. Uh, but... He's teaching it from one angle. <laughs> I'm teaching it, I believe, from a different angle. But it's working as the same. As you will read in the scriptures, uh, it's the same spirit. Amen? And we complement each other as we teach about the gifts. Let me go into the introduction, Paul's introduction, to the, to the spiritual gifts. You'll read that in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12. I believe I broke this down. Uh, from verse 1 through 3 in this case. Now Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, that's brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. Who is he talking to? All of us. The Holy Spirit speaking through Paul says, If you are a Christian, I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit doesn't want you not to know anything about spiritual gifts. I do not want you to be ignorant. I want you to know about these gifts. I want you to know the nine gifts of the Spirit. I want you to know how, what they are and how they operate in the church. I don't want you to be ignorant. So, that's very important. Then he says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. That means the Gentiles were carried away to these idols because they were ignorant. And if you don't know these spiritual gifts, then you are going to be carried into idol talk. Things that don't matter. You need to know them. That's what he's saying. You need to understand that. You become just like the heathen because they didn't know they were carried to these idols. They worship. They wanted something, but then they went towards the idols because of their ignorance. So God doesn't want us to be ignorant. So he wants you to first thing to know. We are all believers. Know this. Please settle this in your mind. Because of what I told you, he said, 
In verse 3, Therefore, I make, you, I make it known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So, question, what is he talking about? When it comes to the practice of the fruits of, I mean, the gifts of the Spirit, if you are truly born again and you really recognize that Jesus is Lord, you're not going to be saying something that's going to be insulting to the Lord Jesus. You're not going to be doing something. So, still rest. Be still. I don't fret. You are a believer. God wants to use you. The gifts are there for you. And let me say this. You go down to verse 33, you know, verse, verse 31. It says, the word, it uses the word that all may learn. It's a learning process. People don't realize you can actually teach people how to pray for the sick. And it works. Jesus taught them. You can actually teach people how to wait on God for prophecy. And it works. The Holy Spirit will come. Because as soon as they get knowledge, they have faith. And if you give them a point of contact to release their faith, the Holy Spirit shows up. God never overlooks faith. I'm going to say that again. God will never overlook biblical faith. If nothing is happening, there is no biblical faith there. That's for me. That's for you. But once there is faith, God will act. He just cannot overlook faith. It's very important that we know that. So if you are a believer, you can, you can get into the gifts of the Spirit. You, you, some people are afraid to speak in tongues because they are afraid. What if I say something that I don't even know in my head and I'm cursing the Lord? It, it can't happen. Uh, I don't want to say something that I don't understand. What if I curse God? Well, he says, if you are a believer, you can't say anything from your mouth that will be a curse to God. So relax. So people are afraid to speak in tongues. Because they are afraid, I don't know what I'm saying, and I don't want to sin against God. If you believe, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? You say yes. If you receive Jesus as the, your Lord and Savior, you say yes. You really believe that? Yes. Well, that can never happen. When you speak in tongues, when it comes out of your mouth, because you are a believer, he glorifies God. That's what Paul is saying. No one speaking by the Spirit can ever call Jesus a curse. That's, so relax. And that's saying, relax also. God can use you in the gifts of the Spirit. Whether you were born again yesterday or you were born again 33 years ago and uh, you're still a baby. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. God can use you. All he's asking for is faith. Faith. The moment you believe, even if you got saved yesterday and you hear about the gifts of the Spirit and you are excited, you can't wait for pastors to give you opportunity, guess what? God will use the, the new born-again Christian. And you say, how come God used that baby Christian? I've been a Christian for 33 years. Well, let me tell you, you've been a baby for 33 years. That's what's happened. You just started growing yesterday. Because you've been staying in the boat and keep, you've been testing the water 
for long to see if you're who you're with and you're building yourself back and say, oh, Lord, Lord, you come. I can't do this. But the young Christian, he doesn't know better. Jesus said, come, and he gets out of the boat. He's having the miracle while you are clapping for him sitting in the boat. Because he didn't use your faith. So that's what he's saying. If you are a Christian, God wants to use you in the, use the gifts. You can manifest the gifts. Notice I said, Christian, not perfect people. You learn, when you learn something, you don't become perfect one overnight. Okay? When you're learning something and you're stepping out, you make mistakes, right? When children learn to walk, don't they fall? But they rise and they keep going. And before long, they get stronger. It's the same process. Jesus is telling us the same. Just the way it works in the natural, that's the way it will work in the spiritual. But if you are afraid to walk as a baby, you'll never walk. If you're afraid to stand and take the first step, you'll never walk. But if you take the first step, you may fall. After a while, you get stronger. And you learn from your mistakes. And you get stronger. This is the same principle. It's the same principle. You just have to trust God. I, I believe this. And um, you can step out. God can use you truly. Step out in faith. God will give you things to say. God will give you words of knowledge. When it's necessary, we'll come into that. God will do that. When you're not expecting it. How many of you know Timpy? Timpy Brown, she was here. When I was in college in Georgia, she locked us in a room and wouldn't let us leave. And said, you guys need to stand here and believe God for words, words of knowledge and prophecy and all of that. And uh, there was this guy, Steve Duke. And Steve got a word of knowledge. He thought, I'm among Christians. and I know everybody here. This can't be God. It's wrong. I was struggling myself because I never tried this stuff before. And, and Steve Duke walked up to me. He said, Brother Goodluck, are you getting a word from the Lord? I said, no. And I, I knew what was going on. I said, but if he's giving you a word, why don't you speak it? <laughs> he walked away. And he had a word of knowledge that somebody had been drinking and was very depressed and stuff like that. But looking around the room, that's not a good word to say. There's nobody there that you think will be doing something like that. So I was watching him. He would walk around. You know, he was in pain because he knew he had to say this. But he knew he was going to embarrass himself because this didn't sound well. Nobody, is, nobody drinks. We were saints. Amen? All of us saints. Finally, he scratched his head and said, uh, I think, uh, and then he gave the word. Guess what? It's the pastor's secretary. Hello. She started crying. And then after that, Steve acted like. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real prophet of God. <laughs> and I said, you chicken, you couldn't say the word for a while. Okay? And 
I learned from that. I'm not sure what I did that night. But the few days, a few days later, I was working with a guy uh, on campus because that's the, where, the only place you can walk. I mean, you can work if you are a foreigner and without green card. And um, this guy was walking by me, and I kept hearing the word in my head, adultery, adultery. And I couldn't get away from the word. I didn't know what it meant. And so finally, because he was just two of us, finally I said to him, are you committing adultery? And he stood up straight and looked at me. No! No, I had said, did you commit adultery sometime, like in the past? He said, no. And I said, well, I guess this was wrong. He said, I am in it right now. And uh, after he said, no, I thought I missed it. But he says, that's what I'm in need right now, not in the past. And the husband of the woman, he's in prison. And he's coming out pretty soon. And he's going to kill me. (laughs) And I said, I'm troubled by it. I don't know what to do. But that's the way God works. You just have to believe and start acting on it. So I gained some muscles from that, and I decided to Pastor Addison, I'm going to teach a class of the gifts of the Spirit. I knew all of it right now. Pastor Addison said, are you sure? Good luck. I said, yeah. It was all by faith. I didn't know anything much. We just brought the people together, went to the corner, and I got a book. I read from it, and I thought there were prophecies that were spoken by people in that small Sunday school classroom that's part of my life today. They were starting for the first time. I made them record these things that were being spoken. And Angela, not my Angela, another Angela, black lady, um, she was in Nigeria. They were speaking things over her life at that point that she was going to cast out demons and, I mean, if you know Angela, <laughs> I'd never see, at that time, at that time, there was nobody as flaky as that Angela at that point. She was a flaky woman. You couldn't tell what she was going to do. And when they were prophesying over her in the class, she was rolling her eyes like, what are you guys saying? You guys are crazy. What is this? This cannot happen. Not me. She, I'm sure if a demon manifests itself, Angela will be at the door. I mean, she's out of that place. I remember I was praying for somebody demonized, and she said, I'm out of here. But she went with me to Nigeria, and she was, I'm telling stories tonight, she was casting out the demon, because I told them, they manifest, you cast out the demon. I told them exactly what to do, and I was on my side. Mel was on the side. We have like a big room. I was somewhere here, and she was on the other corner, and I was watching her. And so she was casting out the demons, and the demon was manifesting. But her mind was not in it, I could tell, because she was, she was looking at me. It's like, why don't you come here and help me? And I looked away, and looked from the corner of my eye, I'm not going to help you. I told you what to do. You have the power. You're going to do it, and I'm not coming. And she told me later, I said, she used a bad word. Why this fool coming and help me with what's going on? But I didn't pay attention. I told them, get the demon out, and then pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. And um, so she finally decided, he's not going to come, 
And then she started really battling, and the demon left. And I saw her do this. <laughs> and the, the woman she was praying for, she was walking away, like rejoicing. And I yelled back at her, Angela. I said, remember, I said, help them to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And she go, oh. <laughs> what is this? And then the next thing you know, the woman was, the demon, demonized, or demon-possessed woman, she was praying in tongues and all of that, and she was happy. And if you go with me, once the people, because a room filled with people, once they see the demon manifest as you pray for them, the line, your line gets really long. And our line was long. And she was into it. That's all she was doing. She enjoyed it. We were in a church somewhere, and I was discussing with the pastors, and she prayed for the first person with confidence. Now the spirits were living, and she was praying, and I was talking to the pastors, no line yet. And so I got through talking to the pastors, uh, and uh, now I wanted to pray with people, and there was a, a lady, uh, uh, a guy standing, you know, in a line. And I said, hey, come over here. So he said, no, I'm not coming to you. <laughs> that, she has the anointing. That's where I'm going. You? And I, I said, come. He said, no. I started laughing. But that's the way they, they, she saw. They saw people manifesting. I had nothing happening with me. She didn't want, he didn't want anything to do with me. So I laughed and went, and then as soon as I prayed with a few people, then they switched to the light. You know? It's very funny. But just people, <laughs> when you go out and do this, some of you should go with me someday. <laughs> Michael has been there. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, we were in Nigeria. Uh, Michael was there. This lady came up, had uh, maggots in her leg or something. Never were. But God healed yeah, worms. They told us God healed, and that's where I saw a miracle. Michael was interpreting to me. Um, tonight I'm telling stories. Michael was interpreting to me because I wanted the, the thing spoken in American language so you guys can understand. And the person was speaking to Michael in what we call pidgin English in Nigeria, and a real thick one. And Michael was telling me what the person was saying. And I was wondering, how are you able to understand? Because I could understand the fellow, and I knew what he was saying. And Michael was telling me exactly what the guy was saying. And in amazement, I finally asked Michael, and I said, how are you able to understand? That's when he done I don't know. He said, <laughs> he said I, I don't know. But that's the miracles that you see. The gifts are for us. You see what I'm doing? The gifts are for us. Every one of us. It's not just for pastors. Every one of us. Know the gifts. Know what they are. Know how they operate. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But just don't know them and say, well, that's nice. No. Know them and desire for God to use you in these gifts. Not some, of, not some of them, all of them. God can use you in all of them. 
You know, I, I, I used to like, wow, this person. No, he's not in anyone. It's all in Christ. I can respect that devotion to God and desire what God's doing in them for my own life. God is not a respecter of persons. The reason it's not happening is you don't desire it and you are not, you are not even bothered by it. You just don't want to have anything to do with it. But if you desire it, remember what the Bible says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. It's all up to your desire. Know, make sure you know what this, the gifts are for and, 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 and how they work. One gift can change a person's life. Just one gift can transform somebody's life. They think you're something, but you know it's just coming from God. So we have to know the gifts. Knowledge is very important. Listen to what the scripture says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge. In other words, you don't want to be bothered. You don't even search it out. That's not for me. So you don't even go there. What are you doing? Rejecting knowledge. That's what you're doing. And look at what the result says. I also will reject you. You think you're just ignoring something or don't want to be bothered. God himself don't want to be bothered with you either. That's what it's saying. I also will reject you from being priests. We don't have, we are kings and priests. A priest serves the people, right? Yeah, God wants you to serve people. To bring them healing. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy. But because you don't want it to be bothered by that, God says, okay, I'm not going to bother with you either. I think it was Catherine Kuhlman. Some of us don't know who Catherine Kuhlman is. That <laughs> reveals our age, I guess. <laughs> but this individual intrigued me. But Catherine Kuhlman is... About the time with Aura Roberts, big woman, I mean, known all over the world. And somebody had asked her, how is it? And she was a woman at the time, and she said, the men don't want to be bothered. God couldn't find a man, so God picked her. God was actually looking like Aura Roberts, somebody, and they wouldn't be bothered. But she was open, and God decided, yeah, I'll use you. It's just all up to our desire. I want to go to the gifts of the Spirit because we're going to come to it. And there's going to come a time when we practice. I ask that you come and be here. Wait, wait on the Lord. Give God an opportunity to use you. And if you're afraid and decide, I don't want to be there because guess what? Something is not right. Because God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So if you are afraid of the things of the spirit, something is really not right. It's in the scriptures. Why are you so scared of it? Why do you want to avoid it? Is it about you or about him? You think you're going to be embarrassed or something? 
That's pride. You have to humble yourself. Remember, God resists the proud. And the proud is not the one, just the one that is doing this. If you're afraid because I don't want to go there, what if I don't gather something from the Lord? What would they think about me? Guess what? You didn't come. That's pride. That's serious pride. That's serious pride. I don't want to be there because Timpy is going to lock the door and he's going to force me to do something that... What if I embarrass myself? It's all now about you, not him. See, that's the issue here. If you're not willing to do something, you, give, you refuse to give God the opportunity. Because if I, what if, if I go and pray and nothing happens? That's why we don't see that many people healed, because we don't want to do it. So if, if something doesn't happen, you say, well, he, he's not anointed. Who cares what you think, whether I'm anointed or not? That's the issue. That's, we'll be, can we be frank with each other? That's what is happening. We're afraid. What if, if I pray and nothing happens? What if I give a word and the person says, you're wrong? Then everybody will know I'm a false prophet. Notice that they may learn. That they may learn means you can make mistakes. And Paul says, one can speak and let the others judge. Why are they going to judge? Because it may not be right. But if they throw the brother out of the church because he was wrong, no. 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 That's the reason we are not able to do this. We are afraid. You know, and fear is never from God. Fear is of the enemy. And until we get rid of that fear and decide we are going to step out in faith because we don't know what's going to happen. And you're going to risk it. So many times I think about uh, Peter walking on water and the, the, the disciples, they, they're sitting in the boat and say, see, he's thinking, he's thinking. <laughs> he, he thought he could walk on water. Yeah, he walked on water. You were just in the boat. He has a record of someone that has walked on water. You've never done anything like that. So that's the thing about it. That's why I, get in my, I got in my head, somebody can pray for the dead ten times. And people say, he's lost his mind. Here we go again. He's going out to pray for the dead. What's wrong with him? He's crazy. But let the one dead be raised. Now he's a star. Everybody runs to listen to the man who raised... Nobody talks about the ten times he prayed for somebody, for somebody who was dead and nobody was raised. They've forgotten all they remember is just that one. Think. You just have to make it right one time. And the way God is, when he starts with you, remember what the scripture says, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And once he's done it once in your life, he's going to do it again. If you make yourself available. That's why I know if I go out to preach anywhere, even if I'm feeling sick, God's healing people. Why? He has nothing to do with me. He gave the gift, and I know he's there. I will just pray for the sick, and they will be healed. Because he's done it once in my life. But you haven't tried. You haven't tried it, because you're afraid. And fear is not from God. It's of Satan. But you know what drives fear away? Knowledge. If I tell you to go into a dark room, 
that you've never been in before. You look into the room, it's all dark. Your question is, what's in there? <laughs> right? You're not going to go in there. And the next question is, why do you want me to go in there? Because it's dark. But what if I put on the lights for a short time? And you can see the room. And then I cut the lights off and I tell you, go in there. Would you still ask the question? No. You walk in there. This gives us light. And takes the fear away. So you can walk and not be afraid. But as long as you put this aside, you never have light. And you can walk in the mysteries of God. The mysteries that God's given to us to walk in. Listen here. Oh gosh, my time. I told too many stories. <laughs> I'm glad Angela is not here. She said, you were telling too many stories. <laughs> but I enjoy telling the stories. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Listen here. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts. Diversities of gifts. But the same spirit. So don't confuse them. If it doesn't work, if they are not doing it uh, the way they were doing it in the last church that you were in, don't condemn them. <laughs> okay? There are diversities of gifts. But the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, he says, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, okay? But it is the same God who works all in all. Then he uses the word but. What we are about to talk about, that's the word but. The manifestation of the Spirit, that's what we call the gifts of the Spirit, okay? The manifestation of the Spirit is given to what? Each one, does that include you? Does that include you? The manifestation, that's the gift of the Spirit, is given to each one for the profit of all. So, it's given to you for my profit. So, when you don't manifest, allow the Holy Spirit to manifest in your life, you are cheating me. <laughs> Did you get that? For the profit of all? Because you are flaky, not kidding, and you refuse for the Holy Spirit to walk through you, now you are making me to lose a lot of stuff, okay? <laughs> Listen, I mean, can you get it in the scripture? For the profit of all. Do your part, okay? So I can get my profit. Okay? It's in the scripture. Can you read it? It's right there. Why would God say something like this if it's not wanting for us to really walk in them for our benefit? The word profits for our benefit. So when you're not doing it, I'm, I'm losing something. That's true, according to the scriptures. That's why he said, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want, us, I want you to do this. I want you to avail yourself to these gifts so that we all can profit. And notice he says, 
to each one. That's every one of us. He didn't say to the pastors or to those who were born again uh, 30 years ago. It didn't matter. Even if you were born again last week, you are now a part. And I'm going to go further. The diversity of uh, uh, gifts. Let me say this. Because he uses the word but. Diversities of gifts. We have the, uh, what they call uh, motivational gifts. And you can find that in um, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 talk about the motivational gifts. And then there is also gifts. And we're going to go into it because I'm going to stop tonight. There are also gifts that are not gifts of the Spirit. Where in um, Ephesians chapter 4, it says Jesus ascended and gave gifts to men. And then it tells us what those gifts are. Prophets, apostles, and that's people, but they are gifts to the church. That's one set of gifts. Then there's the motivational gifts in, uh, in um, Romans chapter 12. And then we have the spiritual gifts, so nine of them. So there are diversities of gifts. Okay? Diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And then there are diversities or differences of ministries, what that is, you notice the same spirit, do you notice some people are very good with family type ministry, and they are using the gifts in the way they operate, most Christians can cancel, they can tell you, you give them a problem, especially spirit filled people, they can cancel without going to counseling school, they can, because you know why, they have the spirit Who is the counselor in them? Pentecostals do that. They can cancel. Don't do this. Do that. Nobody taught them. They shall all be taught of God from the least to the greatest. All of them. So we work on that. And then you have people with radio ministry. And people write books. There are different kinds of ministries. Different kinds of ministries. But it's the same spirit that is working in all of them. And different activities. You know, some people, I've, I've watched all the healing ministers, with being in hand, people fall. Right? Slain in the spirit a lot. You see that a lot. But then with Rengat Bunky, the same, but you don't see anybody falling. Much. It's different. You say, well, I'd like the ones where they fall. No. <laughs> it's just the way, different activities. Let's be understanding. You don't condemn the other. It's all the same. Tia Losman, nobody falls. But they get saved. It's just different. The way God works. So we have to be understanding different kinds of activities. Different kinds of activities. Stand up. I'm going to stop tonight. We'll continue from here. And um, invite your Christian, your Christian brother and sister in church. Let them come on Wednesday. Because the time is going to come when we will practice. Uh, I'll give you the opportunity to uh, allow, wait on God to receive the gifts. And God will show up. Believe me, He will. And we're going to talk about what He does, how they operate, how you can know that God is giving you a word to speak, and then what to do with the word. Believe me, everything that we are doing right now, guess who is listening? He is listening. And he's waiting for that time to come because he loves us so much. And when the time comes, he shows up and he will give us those gifts. Okay.
can we just lift our hands up to the Lord tonight? And just tell the Lord that you will avail yourself. I don't care if you were saved yesterday. Tell the Lord that when that time comes, I want you to use me. It might be the beginning of something so great in your life that will transform your life and your ministry. Even in the church here, it will transform your life and your ministry. Change your life totally. Thank you, Lord.